0: Locked On to Dallas Mavericks, my name is Nick Engstead media member of mapsmoneyball.com and I am joined, as always, by my co-host, writer at maps.com, who has not requested a trade yet. What you got for me, Isaac Harris?
1: Why Why would I request a trade, Nick?
0: <laughs> I don't know. You can... Actually, of the two of us, I would be the one that would request a trade to Locked On Lakers, probably.
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's true. You would do well at Locked On Lakers.
0: Me and Anthony Irwin and Pete Zayas hanging out?
1: I don't know the Pete Zayas, dude. I know the he's
0: Irwin. Like her guy. Fil-
1: he's Laker like Film Room. Oh, uh, okay, okay, okay. He's great. Um What do you think about the um I'm drawing a blank now. <laughs> this is so
0: great.
1: What's his freaking name? He's my favorite person in media and I make it's making I, I know who you're thinking.
0: I know who you're thinking.
1: That just went to the Clippers. Yep.
0: What's his name? Why is it- Stop it. Tell me.
1: No, he's my favorite. He's literally the best dude in all of sports media.
0: You mean G. Lankins?
1: Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Lee. <laughs> Lee Jenkins. Yeah, Lee Jenkins. That's so funny. You
0: he- forgot his name. You love that. He talks about Lee Jenkins all the time.
1: I do. He's like the only dude in sports media that I don't care what he writes. I will read it and I will like sit back in a recliner and just enjoy it. Yeah. Because he's my favorite dude, and I've tweeted him so many times as like a fanboy and like, hey, this is an awesome piece. And every time he writes back, thanks, Isaac. Thanks, and I'm like that just brings my 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 soul like <laughs> joy. He's like my an uncle, like a favorite uncle. You know. <laughs> yeah. I just don't know who he is in person. And anyway. This is crazy that he gets a front office job.
0: I can't believe that we lost, as as, a, as an NBA Twitter family, NBA media family, that we lost Brett Berry from Players Only. So, Players Only is going to be it awful. It already was
1: <laughs> awful. Check.
0: We lost Ode to Odin, the, the guy that ran the Stepien okay. podcast. I love the Stepien podcast. It helped me so much getting ready for the draft profile stuff. Sean Darenthal, who was the Ode to Odin on Twitter, he is picked up as a scout for an NBA team, which is awesome for him. I think it was the yeah. Sixers. And then Lee Jenkins. It comes in threes, Isaac. Lee Jenkins was, was hired to to uh, work for the Clippers in a made-up title that he's going to be awesome.
1: Yeah, whatever he does, he's going to be great. And, and Elton Brand, that kind of surprised me.
0: Yeah, Elton Brand getting promoted from something lower than GM to now GM. <laughs> hey,
1: Nick, I just got, a, I just got an email. From like Sixers. From a there certain guest. That's that confirms that he will be on the pod.
0: Oh this is massive. Yeah. It's massive. Yeah.
1: It's uh Yeah. Anyway, keep on going.
0: This is massive. That's hey Isaac. Actually,
1: that's I actually have a, a time move, right? that he just told me that he would like to record, by the way.
0: That's a money move. That's a money move. Money right move.
1: I mean, get on board now.
0: Get on board now with lockdown maps. It's only getting better from here. <laughs> All right, guys. Today we're gonna we're gonna talk about a lot of random topics again. Today, um, we're trying to fit in these random topics before we get into our player previews, which will start very soon. Um, doing all the player previews, one at a time, three at a time, <laughs> depending on where we can get to them. But today we're gonna talk about Jimmy Butler, his whole situation, if the Mavs can even be part of it. We'll talk about Dennis Smith Jr. as the second best young, exciting player on the Mavericks and how he's gonna respond to that. And then. We may talk about Dirk coming off the bench and what the starting vibe is gonna look like. And then we're also, before we get to all that, let's talk about how our player rankings went. Isaac and I did these positional rankings where we ranked the, you know, the best top 30 starting, you know, players at each position in the NBA. We went back and we did all those and we did the bench. So we did six different podcasts, talked about all that. You can go back and listen to all those. They're NBA positional rankings, you know, colon point guard, colon shooting guard or whatever. Each one of those, we had a certain player, two players that we really disagreed on, and we put it to a vote to you, the listeners, at Locked on Mavs, and this is how it came out. Are you ready for it, Isaac? At point guard, our first debated one, it was Spencer Dinwiddie versus Darren Collison. Isaac had Spencer Dinwiddie, I had Darren Collison, a little bit higher. And Dinwiddie balled out and destroyed seventy six to twenty four with two hundred fifty seven votes. The map's bias was was Stop great. It. Darren this Collison's
1: <laughs> horrible, so get off that.
0: I'll take the L. I'll take the L for sure. The second one, I'll take the L on the shooting guard. Uh, Isaac had Nick Batum. I had George Hill. One hundred forty four votes on this one. Isaac won fifty six percent to fifty four percent. That was a lot closer than I thought it was going to be. Yeah, I was closer than I thought. Um, this next one was not as close. Josh Richardson versus Bogdan Bogdanovich from the Kings in our small forward um, poll here. And we got some help. We got some help from uh, from Josh Lloyd from, from fantasy, Lockdown Fantasy. And then a uh, we got some help from a Sacramento Kings <laughs> media person too. And uh, Josh Richardson won 59% to 41%. So that's the first one that I've won so far. Whatever.
1: You can have Josh Richardson.
0: 481 votes yeah. in that one. That's a bunch of votes. In the power forward category, Danilo Gallinari versus Jeremy Grant, one hundred and ninety-one votes. I had Gallinari, and he won fifty-five percent to
1: forty-five percent. Uh, that one's 5%. just dumb. That was that, that was dumb. the that one, was one that, that I was like, that's just stupid. Who's Jeremy right Grant, now, like, Jeremy? stop it. No, that is a terrible. I, like, thing. I could
0: terrible. I can be convinced Gallinari's about so Dwight
1: good. Howard, and I can be convinced about Josh Richardson. I cannot be convinced about Danilo Gallinari.
0: Speaking of Dwight Howard, the center poll. who is better right now, Dwight Howard or Brooke Lopez? With two hundred and thirty-four votes, Dwight Howard, sixty percent of the votes went to Dwight Howard, and forty uh, percent. So right now, it, I am up on Isaac three to two in our
1: how that, be- that bench, how that bench positional out? ranking vote. How did the bench? What?
0: And here's the bench. I had Houston's bench with Eric Gordon and Brandon Knight and Nene and Tyler Ennis. No, not Tyler Ennis. That would be even worse. James Ennis. <laughs> James Ennis and uh, Gerald Green, etc. Marquise Chris. Isaac had OKC with Dennis Schroeder, and that's pretty much it.
1: You're going to say OKC, okay, pretty much it, and then you just named off, like, Gerald Green.
0: Terrence Ferguson, Alex Sabrinas, Nerlens Noel. Did I stutter? Keep on going. With 104 votes,
1: did you win this?
0: OKC, 51% of the about. vote. Houston, 49% of the votes. Literally split by two votes. If Houston got two more votes, we would well, end up tied. Well, they didn't.
1: Um, so we're
0: <laughs> so we end up tied. Yeah, three. so that
1: means we should put up our full lineups and bench on a lockdown maps poll and say who would win a best of seven series. <laughs> <laughs>
0: My team of Collison, George Hill, Josh Richardson, Danilo Gallinari, Dwight Howard versus your team and, and the Houston bench versus uh, <laughs> Spencer Dinwiddie, Nick Batum, Bogdanovich, Jeremy Grant, Brooke Lopez, and the... Would O'KC. your
1: team score points?
0: outside? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Josh Richardson Gallinari would score a ton when of he, points.
1: Okay. When he can walk...
0: Eric, I, hey, I have Eric Gordon. He's probably the best that, player on this whole list. That's very list. true.
1: So yeah, when your bench unit comes in, you can score. But outside of that, good luck.
0: Eric Gordon's gonna play starter minutes on this team <laughs> <laughs> for sure. We should do it, we should do it on two K. We should. I'm gonna, I'm it gonna put
1: 2K. these teams together on two K, and then I'm gonna see like what how two K ranks them like overall, like their overall rating as a team and stuff. Yeah,
0: so there you go. That's our rankings on. The- <laughs> That's the end of our rankings talk. We won't talk any about rankings ever
1: again. Till next year.
0: Till next year. All right, when we come back, do the Mavericks have any type of play with Jimmy Butler? No. <laughs> All right, Isaac. Jimmy Butler is apparently disgruntled. <laughs> He's apparently not happy with Minnesota. This has been something that's been rumbling for a while. Um, People like Zach Lowe and Howard Beck have speculated that maybe Towns would be the the odd one out because Tibbs loved Jimmy Butler. Um, Apparently Jimmy Butler is going to sit down to have a meeting with with Thibodeau, the front office and all this stuff in Minnesota. Um, Maybe he's unhappy that um, he left Chicago to try to get away from it and then Chicago is now being brought to him. By way of Derek Rose, Lou Waldang, Taj Gibson, and Thibodeau. Um, so, the one thing I did want to bring up about this is Jimmy Butler got upset on Twitter the other day because everyone was saying that his meeting already happened, and he said, he tweeted this Exactly why people need to stop believing what you see on the internet. I didn't have no damn meeting today. It's tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder what else people write and believe. Hmm. Da da da.
1: That's hilarious. Okay.
0: His meeting was tomorrow. So that means his meeting, I think was Uh, today. Just
1: the fact that he went through all of that. Yeah. I would have thought at the end, he'd be like, we're not even having a meeting. But the fact that it was like, oh, it's tomorrow. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Glad glad to know that's not completely wrong. The reporting. Um,
0: Yeah. But Woj tweeted today that Minnesota's Tom Thibodeau is traveling to Los Angeles to meet Jimmy Butler today. League sources tell ESPN original plan had been a meeting in Minneapolis, but that changed in the past 24 hours. Jimmy Butler to the Lakers confirmed. Are you serious? No, because the meeting was moved to L.A. Oh, I was making. A I was joke. like,
1: but what? Did I miss something? <laughs> um, <laughs> no, like,
0: <laughs> oh man, I, one day I gotta like make up a fake trade and just try. You're you
1: like, I, it just popped up on my phone. Um, the Jimmy Butler thing. I Jimmy mean, he's 28 years old. Everything was happened in Minnesota. There's so many different reports about his relationship with Towns, and the you know handing Towns this big extension, and all this different stuff, and just the I mean the minutes that he plays. Um, Wiggins yeah, with Wiggins. Thibodeau, and I, I think he, he's just I mean he's a four time All Star, and he's just he, he probably just wants to win, and <clears throat> if he's not going to win, he's probably in the thing is like, hey, if I'm not going to win, I at least want to play with my friends, and. If he doesn't like towns, he's like, well, this sucks. I'm not even playing with friends that I like. And we're not like competing for at least the Western Conference Finals or something. So the big key to all of this is he's going to be, he could be a free agent next summer. So he can get out ahead of this. It's weird timing right now if something does come out that he wants out because it's like, man, training camp's about to start. Like, if you wanted this to happen, you probably should have did it when the summer first started, you know, like it's just a weird time now for a team to, you know, gut their team to, you know, bring in something like that right, right during training camp, whatever happens. But the writing's on the wall for him to leave. That's for sure. Like, I don't doubt that. I don't think he's a Timberwolves like next year at all. It's
0: Or at least pass the training plan. Yeah, line. so
1: like you got to get something for him. And right now his value is the highest the longer you keep him every day, his trade value goes down. So, Yeah, highest to ter- before the yeah. end of the season. <laughs> so, like, that's the thing. And, you know, when I first saw it, I tweeted out and I said, hey, these are my initial thoughts. Thanks, darling, my wife. Yeah, right. well, I, can't, I can't eat What's up, guys? Hey, here, here. I, I, can't, I can't eat it. I appreciate it, though. My wife just made some, like, awesome brown sugar cake and brought me, like, a slice to it, like, during the pot. I'm like, I can't, like, eat.
0: Isaac's nomin' in the background. <laughs> like, this isn't the off season this anymore,
1: Isaac. Season. <laughs> uh, but, no, I tweeted out the other day, and, like, my first initial thoughts were, okay, the New York thing. Could New York pull it off with the first three teams, and then we'll uh. get to the Mavericks. First three teams, in my head. can could New York pull it off, and would New York give up Knox or Nilakina for him?
0: Wouldn't they have to? Like, who else would they Yeah, yeah, give that's up?
1: the thing. Unless he came out, you know, straight. Because I thought one of the craziest things you know, a few days ago, I seen where Steve Mills, their GM, said, we will never trade a first-round pick right now. And I'm like, that's, that's just, yeah, come on. depends that. on who, who hits the market, all right? Uh, you wouldn't give up a first-round pick if, like, Donovan Mitchell was on the market or something. Um, but, so, like, that's, you know, you might think it's crazy. But, like, would you give up um, – Frank Nilakina for Jimmy Butler. Yeah, of course, like, in a nutshell. But if you're you're sitting there saying, (laughs) if you're New York and you really think you could get him and Kyrie somehow, then just wait it out and keep Nilakina. Like, you're not going to win this year. You're not going to get Kyrie. And if you do switch out Frank and Butler, you're still not going to (laughs) win. You know, so, like, that's the whole thing with New York is I don't think they give up their young assets to get Jimmy Butler. Then you go to, for me, I go to the next two teams, the two LA teams. And yeah, the Clippers have the most obvious package on the deal on the table Tobias Harris, one of their young guards, and like a pick. And Tobias Harris,
0: yeah, if that Tobias
1: steps right into Jimmy Butler's role in Minnesota, helps them like win now. They get a young guard out of it, like a Jerome Robinson. Like, would it cost them SGA? Would it cost them Jerome Robinson? You know, could you do Tobias? Pat Beverly. Pat Beverly would be awesome for Thibodeau and them, Um, and a pick for Jimmy Butler. But the obvious one is the Lakers, and the Lakers. And it's the same thing with the Paul George stuff all over again. Yeah, and
0: except for he doesn't have any like past connections to LA. How much could they
1: sacrifice, you know, for Jimmy Butler? How much would they? and how much
0: mo- if you asked if you asked Lakers fans right now they would say no one because i think everyone is the greatest player that yeah, has ever stepped on a floor they all think
1: they're on the same level <laughs> as like Warriors and Rockets and i seen that Lakers hype yeah, video today know. it's like JaVel McGee has like four dunks i'm like yeah in slow mo <laughs> with the shirt shirt off i'm like yeah you you hype it let's up let's go hype that up Lakers
0: let's go give me Kyle Kuzma driving to the lane
1: all 88 pounds of Kyle kuzma
0: <laughs> Gosh yeah the clippers one doesn't really make sense to me because the clippers and nicks cuz if he wants to win he's i mean I'm not going to win there not going to either Yeah of those but places. if it's one of those
1: things where like you you want to go to a, like go to a location to where you like, do you want to win now?
0: To, to, to where you're not in Minnesota. Yeah, but, like, <laughs> you have
1: some, you have different, like, do you want to win now? Then, yeah, okay, go to Lakers and try to make some push with LeBron. Or do you want, like, do you go somewhere, that a city that you love and that you know that you're going to get a friend next summer? So, like, you go to the Clippers. Yeah,
0: because they, they have tons of cap space. Yeah,
1: so, I mean, you go to the Clippers. I mean, you're going to get somebody else to come with you next summer, so...
0: Which, by the way, with cap space, we should mention quickly for the Mavericks, uh, the cap sp- the cap was the salary cap was announced. I thought you was um, go on
1: the eighty something route.
0: <laughs> it was rumored that that uh, or reported, I guess, that next year the salary cap is going to be one hundred and nine. This year it's going to be one hundred and one million. Next year one hundred and nine, and then the year after that one hundred and eighteen. And that year is going to be massive because that's when uh, everybody's off the books yeah. <laughs> except the yeah. rookies. Uh, the year, the year where it's 109. Which, by the way, the salary gap is going to pass 1 100 million this year. That's, That's
1: wild. That's, That's crazy. crazy. So um, circling back to the Mavericks, is Jimmy Butler an option for the Mavericks? When you look at wild card teams, so like those three are the top teams that come to mind for Jimmy Butler right off the bat. But like, when you look at like wild card teams, because you got to find a team that <clears throat> trading for him has Bad stuff, stuff. <laughs> but also feels like they could present an opportunity for him to re-sign. And so you're probably looking at a situation of like a a playoff team but has a, some young pieces but veterans too yeah. that adding him to the puzzle they could try to pitch to him that that would take them to the next level. Somebody like a De- Denver, De- like people are trying to pit, pitch the Denver thing. Yeah. I could see that. Like I could see him like swinging for the fences or something like that. Cool. If I'm Milwaukee, go get go get him, man. Like Swing, yes. you swing yeah. hard right now uh, for Giannis. Um, but didn't you come to Dallas and say, "Could you, could you pull it off for Jimmy Butler? Could you convince if you could add Jimmy Butler to this team and add him to Luca and DeAndre? Because those were the only, those would probably be the only two pieces that would be like not on the table for him right now." And not yeah. just because, like, I, not that I wouldn't trade DeAndre for Jimmy Butler, it just it just wouldn't make sense for him. But like, could Luca, Jimmy, and DeAndre do damage? And because then you start looking into packages of like what it would, what it would. Yeah. Take. Could you build a package around um, Wesley Matthews and you know whatever it is to get him? Ugh, the West Matthews yeah, yeah. trade trade ring. Oh, that's just heating up. I mean, we're gonna hear that all season because. I think West's gonna have a great year this year, especially from the at the very beginning, and he's gonna be an expiring contract, and it's just gonna be like I think trade talks gonna swirl all around him. But it really comes down to two players. Would you swap Harrison Barnes for Jimmy Butler? I would. You would.
0: I would, but then you also have to take into account in his contract. So obviously Jimmy Butler's a way better player than Harrison Barnes. But well, would Harrison Barnes want to re-sign here? Yeah. <laughs> you know, like maybe you get in the same or scenario that Minnesota's in right now. I'm sorry, would Jimmy Butler want to re-sign here?
1: See, that's the thing that, like, one, he's big buddies with DeAndre. So if, like, if you swapped him for Harrison Barnes and you said, man, here is Luka, Dennis Smith Jr., and DeAndre. Um, it's pretty pretty nasty. And and, Wes yeah, and West yeah West still. still so like you look at something like that I don't think the Mavericks uh, would take that chance because they love
0: they would never they love Harrison
1: Barnes and rightfully like um, so. I love Harrison Barnes too but um,
0: it's very lovable
1: is there a scenario in which you would give up Dennis Smith Jr. for it though
0: sure it's because the Mavericks now have Luka Doncic. Dennis Smith Jr. is absolutely on the table for me to trade for a Jimmy Butler. We Biden have
1: team. talked, we have threw this out on the pod, or at least I have, that this season is huge as far as Dennis's future because Luca and we're going to talk about more this morning in a little bit. Luca is alpha dog one as far as building block for the future.
0: Let's get to that. Let's get to that right now. We'll take a quick break, and when we come back, Dennis Smith Jr.'s future with the Mavericks. Potential trade piece, potential foundational piece. Which one? We'll discuss
1: coming up next. Can I put a bow on the Jimmy thing real so, quick though? And, of and course. Just, Go ahead. Well no no. Go and back. just say that I don't think it's gonna happen. I don't you know, they just like their squad going into the season right now. And it really just comes like Yeah, The Mavericks, the Mavericks and it's just like they they don't you don't wanna give up on Dennis and Luca pairing right now and then they love Harrison and, and it's just you would need more than Wes Matthews to make it happen. So don't get your hopes up. I don't think it's happening at all. So bow tied now roll.
0: I was gonna try to inter interweave oh, okay, okay. that flat them. moving on. That's gay. Okay. I was just trying to I was trying to do some radio <laughs> magic. That's great. Um so now Dennis with Jr. has competition on the team where he didn't before. Yeah. JJ Barea is not competition. Yogi Ferrell was not competition for him. Uh, Devin Harris is not competition. (laughs) Um, Jean Clavel was the closest thing he's had to competition. Shout out to drivers. Luka Doncic is now on the team. He should be a point guard probably. He should have the ball in his hands. He should be bringing the ball up. He should be initiating the offense. That's what Dennis Smith Jr. likes to do. Now, Dennis Smith Jr. is not only the second best young exciting player on the Mavericks, he's the second best young exciting player that does the same similar things that he does. And how is he going to react? That's the big question. And like Isaac said before, this is a massive year for him to try and show the Mavericks. And they might they might just you know couch this year even if it's bad. You know they might you know they'll run it back again for another year. But for the front office to start looking for are there trade scenarios for him? Is a Jimmy Butler type available for him? Uh, you know stuff like that. They could start looking for that if they don't see something good this year from Dennis Smith Jr. playing with Luca.
1: And you, the last thing you would want to do is you wouldn't want Dennis to not improve and not take a step forward. Not just a big step, but, like, not, like not even improve to where you look at him and be like, man, like, he's not even, like, <clears throat> his role changed so much with Luka that he's not even, like, taking that step. And I don't know if he will take that step playing off the ball as much as he is.
0: Honestly, there's a lot of similarities with, like, Towns and Wiggins with Luca and Dennis. If you start to look at it like that. Like, like Wiggins didn't have that first year without Towns, you know? Like, he didn't have that. But... Or did he? Did he play one year without, without I so. Towns? I have to look at it. Um, but there are a lot of similarities with that. That's a good article. <laughs> I'm going to go write that down. Um... But, so, Wiggins has Towns, and Wiggins really hasn't taken a step forward. Wiggins hasn't shown much defensively, um, whereas Towns is, like, this, you know, awesome prospect. No matter if he plays defense or not, he's, like, this transformational player, this foundational player. He is the guy. He's the blue-chip guy, whereas Wiggins came in, and Wiggins was supposed to be the number one pick, and he was supposed to be that, you know, that awesome player um, as well next to him, but... Now he hasn't proven it, and now he has this massive contract. And he's kind of... I mean, he's not untradable. No one's untradable, you know, in a literal sense. But he's kind of untradable. You know yeah, I
1: mean? I mean, there's definitely be teams that would swing for him right now. I mean...
0: If Isaac was in charge of a team, he would trade for him.
1: Yes, in a uh, I would. I would still take a chance on him. Um, I mean, I think, like, Portland would trade, like, Evan take Turner, Turner him. for him. Like, why not, you know? Oh, um, yeah, yeah. No, yeah. But, no, it, it comes down to... Can you – and I, I've threw this out here before, and I'm not I'm not trying to say that this is what they will be.
0: Wade's did have a year that time. Yeah, it it
1: should, just like his first year, right? Um, yeah, that's wild. So but I've threw this out here before, but it, it comes down to – because a while back one of my friends from back home texted me and said, how is Luca and Dennis going to play together? And I was like, honestly, if everything works out the best, I think what Dallas would, would want – is a LeBron Kyrie situation, and how could we? How can you foster that that relationship, or not really relationship? Really sure. You don't want that relationship. How could you foster that that <laughs> pairing? Because it obviously <laughs> works. Some this playmaking yeah. six eight forward that likes the ball in his hands, like Luca, and we're not saying Luca's LeBron at all. Then you have this. Then you Since have this is. point guard that's not great at defense, but can get into the paint and score and stuff. But the biggest key to all of it, and everyone's talking about the same thing, is Dennis' shooting. And Dennis has to be able to shoot. That's what made Kyrie be able to play off the ball with LeBron. And if Dennis can't hit threes, then we don't have that type of pairing. That type of pairing is what I feel like the Mavericks want to like recreate is between, it can happen. And that's what, I don't want people to look at it and say, oh, well, this these two type of players just can't play together. LeBron and Kyrie played together and they won a title, okay? And I know it's LeBron, I know, I know, I know. But still, like, those two types of players.
0: The, the Chris Paul, James Harden one I think is better. There's a better comparison. Whereas, like, Chris Paul is the, you know, Dennis Jr., James Harden is kind of like the Luka Doncic kind of guy.
1: Kinda. I guess, yeah. I don't know.
0: Either way. I think James Harden's a better scorer, though. That are... Than Luka? Probably. Luka's a better passer. You know, he's not the same player. I'm not comparing that they're the same, but you're just saying just the same I'm just picturing, like, players. when
1: I know LeBron's out there, he's probably going to make the right pass, right decision a lot of times. He can get buckets, but yeah. he likes to get teammates involved and stuff, too. James Harden's way up there in assists, also, but... Like, I don't know. I
0: if I had to pick a a game that he compared
1: more to, it would be a LeBron type more than James Harden. But, um, yeah, like that's that that type of pairing. But going back to your original question is, and it kind of this is what broke Kyrie and LeBron apart. Is Dennis ready for that? His Dennis ready for last year was all about Dennis's rookie season, and we hyped him up so much, and rightfully so. And his dunks, <coughs> every little dunk. I thought the Portland dunk when he bounced it off the floor was the most overhyped, overrated dunk ever. Like, and people thought it was the craziest <laughs> dunk of all time. But like, and it was fun. Like, it was fun hyping him up, and everything was about him. And now he's gonna walk into media day on Friday, and that light's not gonna be on him as bright. People are not going to want to like people are still going to talk to him but it's it's kind of worn off a little bit the and
0: and, especially adding DeAndre yeah, as well. And
1: like it's suddenly he's became like I mean for me last year I was like oh my gosh I can't wait to see just Dennis and like all this stuff now it's like the, oh, I want to see
0: immediate immediate in the locker room yeah whoever whenever Dennis walked in the room, everyone went to him. People would leave like they would leave Dirk or they you know they would leave other people and go talk to Dennis as soon as he came into the room. He was it's that important. Be
1: really wild to see locker rooms after the game now because inside into media and in locker room <coughs> a few players talk after every single game for the Mavericks and it is a it is it is almost guaranteed and it is like it's just part of being the best player. It happens for every team. Harrison Barnes talks every single time. Dirk talks pretty much every single time, but he's always one of the last ones. So it's like, whoever stick. he, he does take his time. time. And yeah, I would too. It's just kind of like, okay, if somebody, if people stick around, but so many people, if you stick around that long, people have like deadlines and people only need quotes from like two people or, you know, unless somebody's Eric from out of town special or something like that. Now it's going to be like DeAndre's going to be like, people want to talk to DeAndre a lot. Harrison and Dirk still gonna be there, and then you got Luka and Dennis. Like, Luka's gonna be like people, Luka's gonna have to talk after every single game. So, like, like, after every single game, he people will talk to him, and he will want like people will want to talk to him. And then it comes down to like who's gonna people are not gonna get quotes from five players every time. So, I'm so I'm really curious of a media standpoint who's going to, I don't know, take a a step back, you know, or as far as I think Harrison and Dirk would would gladly give that responsibility up and let and <laughs> let Luca, sure. <laughs> uh, Luca, Dennis and uh, and DeAndre take that, but I'm very I'm just I'm curious to see how that plays out. It's it's also, be Wesley Matthews talking to the f- media on, on uh media day. We had said yesterday that uh it was going to be those big four and Rick and uh Weston Matthews is added to that also. So a lot of people talk on Media Day, but on Media Day they structure like actually them in a press conference room, the main guys, and Wes is part of that main guy group.
0: Do you have that list in front of you?
1: Uh I mean, it's just those people, as far as Rick, Dirk, Weston Matthews, Barnes, Luca, DeAndre. Is Dennis not in there? No, yeah, Andre? yeah, yeah. Dennis. Yeah. Pretty much the start well, what, starting six? Starting six.
0: <laughs> News flash Isaac. It does not work. Rick that Carlisle, way.
1: Dirk Nowitzki, <laughs> Harrison Barnes, DeAndre Jordan, West Matthews, Dennis Smith Jr., and Luka Doncic.
0: Okay, yeah. So it is the six guys, and and Carlisle. Yeah,
1: and Rick. So I mean, it's going to be a long day. Um. Also, I tweeted out today. I realized I misspelled pronunciation, um, or did I, in my tweet? But. How to say a bunch of these names? They tweeted this out in the email to, or <laughs> sent out an email. This is your guide right here, all right? Save save my tweet for everyone that wants to talk about these guys in public at bars with friends on podcasts or whatever. This is the team, all right. Yeah. The team is telling you how to say Doncic, how to say Antetokounmpo, how to say Dirk's name. <laughs> um, how to
0: say... I I I did N- Nowitzki the other day. Yeah, Snavitski, Nowitzki
1: like. Maxi Kleba. Like, this This is, you know, things on there.
0: <laughs> By the way, Antetokounmpo is not on Tentokounmpo, like with the N. It's A-H. Like, yeah, ah, and
1: I'm, I misspell – I miss say his name all the time. I want to say Costas, and it's Costas, and I say Costas all the time. And it just – like, I'm wrong. So, it's just – I got to get used to saying Coast. I love how they put Daryl Macon in there. Like, people don't know how to say Macon. Um, that just –
0: well, you could say McCann. Oh, please, yeah. if you
1: say also Ding uh, Ying Yu Hong. Ding just getting into Dallas by Eddie Sefko's tweet. By the way, let's go. Anyway, keep on going with our topic. We kind of went off board, didn't we?
0: I think they're gonna leave Ding in, in China.
1: <laughs> Remember Dante Ingram? What about that guy? <laughs> what happened to him?
0: Didn't make it. Not on the official roster, which we should probably read out the official roster, right? It people it's been tweeted out, but the official roster is pretty much everybody we've been talking about Ryan Brokoff, Ding Han, uh Kostas Antuntekumpo, Cody Miller McIntyre, Ray Spaulding included in that group. Uh Daryl Macon, Jalen Jones. And that's it. And then all the usual suspects. I will say I'm not just saying
1: <laughs> Uh, Race Balding, number 26, he was 56 in Summer League. And I'm pretty sure he picked 56 in Summer League because that was the spot he got drafted, right? I think so.
0: Oh, I did not know that, but um, probably, yeah.
1: And now he's 26. That's the only number difference that I saw. It still frustrates me that, well, it used to frustrate me that Dwight Powell had seven. I'm like, really, Luca couldn't get seven because Dwight Powell, are we going to look back on this and be like, Luca couldn't get 7 because Dwight Powell had number 7.
0: Yeah, it's going to be like a map I wonder trivium. if he will switch yeah. <laughs> to 7
1: once Dwight Powell leaves. Um but if Dwight Powell leaves. Um but but then I, but then again the 77s grow like grow me and I'll, It's
0: nice. It's cool. It's it's like it's a little It's so oddity, different, you
1: know? yeah. And I, it's so cool and yeah. I
0: don't think there's ever been a 77 it's in map's history. So, uh, to answer our question, how will Dennis respond? We're going to see, we're going to see, and it's going to come out. Somebody is going to write a good piece on it. Isaac's probably going to ghostwrite a piece through me about, uh, how Dennis Smith Jr. is responding. Uh, no, it'll be a McMahon piece with like all kinds of quotes that no one heard. I'm
1: going to have withdrawals this year, guys, because I don't have places to publish my trade pieces and because I don't work for fans out anymore. So I'm just Mavs.com writing and, yeah, so if you see like a random like piece on Mavs Moneyball and it says no author, it's like, oh,
0: no, you can put it through me. I'll you can ghostwrite it through me. they are like, oh,
1: Nick's writing trade pieces now. Nick's doing a
0: lot. <laughs> I wrote trade pieces last year
1: as frequent as like I obsess over these trade things. You're obsessed, I lay in bed that. at night yeah. on trade machine. <laughs> I literally do that.
0: <laughs> Don't we all Alright guys There we go That was the Jimmy Butler talk The Dennis Smith Jr. Is the second best Young exciting <laughs> Player on the Mavericks And our positional ranking You know Bets and everything Like that So Keep coming back We're, We're here Five days a week now And we've got A whole bunch of stuff Planned coming up Your only and, Mavs uh, podcast Five Mavericks. days a
1: week We'll have every We'll have every one. Single thing You need Mavericks related We have A cool thing Coming out In the next couple of days For media day that Nick sent to me earlier, and oh, it's yeah, gonna—it's yeah. really cool.
0: Yeah. Be sure you're following at Locked On Maps.
1: Nick made this for, thing look uh, really cool, and uh, I'm very—I'm very excited for it. We're excited to uh, share it with you guys. But
0: meeting day on d- during the day on a Friday is kind of a bummer though, because people at work and can't get involved. But we'll have everything for you as soon as it's done. We'll do a podcast, and we'll have it out to you. As soon yes, as we can. And
1: we'll do a podcast. Uh, we might do something special Friday evening. Um, as far as talking about media day, practice over the weekend. Um, training camp starts on Saturday, so um, there'll be different stuff. I'm sure I'll be there, tweeting out whatever, tweeting up. I mean, just tweeting out a freaking picture of Luca, and everybody just dies right now. So, um.
0: <laughs> I remember two years ago, I tweeted a picture of, of Seth Curry with his jersey on, and it got like a thousand <laughs> retweets. Just, people were just so excited about like yeah. a little thing. Imagine what Luca's <laughs> gonna be like.
1: Alright guys. I don't have anything.
0: Thanks for listening to Lockdown Map. Peace out. House, Boom. Raccoon Squad.